0: Good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Great On Podcast. Guys, today we have a special one here for you. So I know I told you guys I was going to do Motivational Mondays and Fun Friday segments and... Uh, potential slash possible political discussion slash debate Wednesday. So we'll finally, guys. I have a guest that was able to make this happen. Thank you so much, Rodrigo, for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me, man. No, anytime. Fun fact, guys. So apparently we were talking, like quote-unquote, doing the podcast for about approximately 30 minutes just to fucking find out we were not recording the whole time. <laughs> yeah. so now we now we gotta start this whole
1: shit over we did a test and have a conversation. Now we have the real thing.
0: Yeah, but hey, now we kind of already know what we were talking about. So, yeah. it's kind of like a little practice run. So, we don't have to go through the whole 30 minutes. We can actually touch up t- on the highlights oh, yeah. and so forth to make sure it's more of a smooth process to of get course. back on track. So, first, I want to talk about your ideologies, okay, since you are my guest here. So the ideology is, is that you are Mexican, you claim that you are an independent, you and I have had discussions on Facebook on why we disagree or agree on certain things. Overall, we've come to a main agreement that politics doesn't need to divide us as a matter of fact, it can unify us depending on how we approach the scenarios. You are one of the few people that I've actually met that I can actually like have a decent conversation with, even if we on, uh, disagree on the majority of the things. Now, the fun thing about this podcast guys is I consider myself more moderate slash conservative. I am a Trump supporter. If that offends you, stop listening to this. I don't care. Everyone's allowed to have their own political views. Doesn't matter who you are. If you're white, black, Mexican, Asian, you can believe in whoever you want just as long as you've done research on that candidate and you find your values and morals to be logical. Now, Rodrigo over here, you consider yourself to be uh moderate slash liberal
1: yeah tell me why say more democratic i want to say uh well liberal democratic it's the same term to me um you know i find their side mm, a lot more they have a lot more values that agree with mine for instance you know um morality you know caring about others you know trying to you know spread everything to be fair you know Obviously, there's. We talked about systematic racism. We talked about taxes and how everyone should be taxed, uh, no matter who you are. Um, we talked about climate change. Climate change is a big thing for me. Um, obviously, we we're talking about BLM, you know, mm-hmm. the justification of why, or, why or why not people, police should be killing in the first place. You know, my stance is that there should be no justification to kill someone on the spot. You know. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: which is a good talking point we will definitely get to because i actually 100 percent disagree with that whatsoever like i'm that type of person where like if you threaten my life you have showed me that my life is not valuable to you therefore your life does not become valuable to me and i have a Mm -hmm. family to go home to plain and simple um however also you know touching up on that uh so when police officers are trained, especially when it comes to firearm, they are trained to stop the perpetuator. Uh, impetuator i think is the word i'm looking for they are not trained to kill however they are trained in this because i uh, i took a training class and i this class i'm actually friends with the guys who taught the class now but it's got one military guy and two ex-cops and when in their cop training in their firearms training class they tell you to shoot center mass which is your chest area um and the reason being is because it's a big target. It's right there. It's it's kind of in point blank range. Most, most firearm shootings happen within 10 to 15 feet, if not less. Uh-huh. So um, they always teach you to shoot center mass until your target is stopped. Because even though, for example, you shoot someone in the chest, it doesn't mean you're gonna kill them. However, it will stop them. This is also why, you know, when you look at like ammo rounds for example you have the most popular ones are like 22 and um nine mil nine mil are more power more powerful than 22s i mean 22s are like tiniest um 22s however are more deadly because what happens is, is that the bullet is so light, it ricochets in your intestines and in your body if you're shot like center mass, and you can die a few days later because of the internal bleeding. Nice. So even though twenty-twos are more deadly, nine mils are a lot more popular. Especially like I tried searching for nine millimeter ammo recently, and like they're all out. I mean, or if they're not out, they're selling like fifty rounds for like fifty bucks. It's super expensive. Um, so the The whole point when it comes to a cop shooting someone is to stop the impetuator or impetuator. So, and this is also kind of why I disagree with Joe Biden when he was, you know, in town all and he said, you know, we have to learn to deescalate and instead of shooting to kill, we shoot them in the leg. That, that if you look at videos yeah, of I, people getting shot in the leg, that shit yeah, does not
1: work. I think he. um I get what he's I, saying. I think he was trying to say it for good intentions, but obviously shooting someone in the leg is not, <laughs> not the best, best idea. One, you could bleed out a lot easier. Um, two, um, I guess it would escalate the situation even more to a degree yeah. in terms of you have to, you know, you have to, you, at the moment you have to try to save that guy's life because you have to stop the bleeding. You know, mm-hmm. so you make the situation worse than it has to be. Yeah. And, I think he had good intentions of what he was trying to say, but I don't think yeah, the, he that, knows but, enough to understand. Well, yeah, and
0: that's that's. I mean, the, he showed pretty clearly he knows nothing about law enforcement or guns. This is, and then okay. he also you know talks about defunding the police. Which, if you look at the statistics, places oh, yeah. such as like Seattle or I don't think it was Seattle. I think it was a, uh, it was New York. And um, either California or Portland, one of the two, I just know it was like two democratic cities sat there and they defunded the police and their crime rate skyrocketed. So places where, you know, you have defunded the police, it's just, it's been absolutely crazy and so forth. But we'll get to that eventually. I want to kind of hop back before we jump too far. So you, so based on your democratic ideologies, you're more. I would say you're more morally competent than I would say I am, because I'm Mm. more of that, you know, I'm a realist, I'm that type of person where you have to accept what reality is, if you don't fucking like it, well then too bad, life doesn't care. Um, And so, climate change. Talk to me more about climate change on why it's serious to you, what research or studies have you done to kind of clarify or rationalize your point of view?
1: Mm. Well, climate change is obviously a big thing, you know, Basic science, you know, some stuff we learned in Biology 101, stuff we learned in high school, you know, honors, whatever science class you took, states... Um, when a, a hurricane is formed through hot air and cold air, obviously, mm-hmm. and the hot ca- the hot air and the cold air chase each other around until it becomes a big um, hurricane, mm-hmm. in basic sense. Um, it's getting hotter because obviously there are more people in the world, you know, in comparison to the 1970s, where there was only three billion people. Now there's eight billion people. Why? Well, obviously, people are having more kids. People are um, having more kids at a faster rate. So, you know, more resources are are being used. Um, you know, gas emissions. You know, there's cows. You know that their uh, feces gives a lot of pollution in general, and it's making the world hotter. Therefore, that is why there are bigger hurricanes that have bigger destruction. This destruction, destruction, destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> destruction. Um, you know, the bigger the hurricane, with more hot air, the more destruction there's going to be, in whatever area that, that um, the hurricane attacks on.
0: So, the uh, this is the where I disagree on that, and this is kind of where we touched up on when we thought we were recording is right. when. Um, <laughs> So based on the studies that I heard, apparently there's no more hurricanes today than there were 100 years ago. However, as you pointed out, the hurricanes are, quote unquote, a lot bigger. So this is also where the debate comes in. Well, there's a lot more infrastructure than there was 100 years ago, but the hurricanes are now bigger. So is there more damage because the hurricanes are bigger? Is there more damage because, you know, there's more infrastructure or is it both? See, now this is where we kind of butt heads because it's like, well, we can't really know exactly what is which.
1: I I think the validity of that is you're trying to put one validity over the other when mm -hmm. in reality it's like, Throughout time, you know, we've created more infrastructure, and and throughout time, hurricanes are getting bigger. So obviously, so they're equal kind of obviously so. when there's more infrastructure to be torn down by a hurricane, it's gonna go down. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the point people are trying to make. I think the point that people try to make is, you know, hurricanes in general are becoming bigger, not because of you know infrastructure, but because of the fact that. There, the air is getting hotter. Thus humans why? have played
0: a key role into key why. Role. Yes. That, okay. So no, I can I can agree with you on that, and yeah. uh, there, there's no doubt that humans play a huge role into global warming. I mean, yeah. the 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 Earth naturally gets warmer, but humans, uh, human society has definitely played a key role into yeah. that. I I'm not disagreeing that whatsoever. So with that being said, that uh, one of the big ones that I want to get to, considering you are Mexican and I'm you know the typical white Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you lean more towards democratic policies, one of the things I want to touch up on is systemic racism. Now, do you, yes or no, do you believe systemic racism exists?
1: To a degree, yes and no. To a degree, yes and no. Okay. So, no. Because, you know, obviously um, everyone has the same opportunity that you can do whatever you want. You can obtain a job if you really wanted to you can work your way up to that position I think where systematic racism plays a key role is when racist people want to keep people down if that makes sense to you Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily the system it's more of if you're a racist you're going to try your best to Put the person down. So it's racist people in the system. In the system. Yeah. So,
0: okay, so both of us can probably come to a moral agreement that systemic racism does not exist. However, there are people in the system that take advantage of their power, the such situation. as a judge, a cop, yeah. real estate agent, all these people, mm-hmm. to where they use the system against minorities. So, and, and I think that's where the people get the misconception of systemic racism. Yeah. So it, I can agree with you. Yes yeah. and no in a specific
1: sense. And what really sucks is the perspective of people are going to be upset by saying oh there's no systematic systematic racism it's a perspective that people probably do not understand because they haven't tried to do as much research you know it doesn't exist but it does exist unfortunately you know we this is this is something we have to agree to disagree mm-hmm. you know because yes there are communities in the African American community, the Hispanic community, um, or whatever community that has low income that needs more funding, because we need to focus more resources on those specific communities. And the reason that hasn't happened is, you know, there's too much politics involved, you know? Some people want to, some politics want to, others don't, and you know, it's just argument over argument over argument. Thus, why there hasn't been that much funding in those specific communities. And I think our job as citizens is to help those communities obtain the jobs and the stuff that they want to do to f- further improve their life to the point where you know, we can, I don't want to say eliminate. Uh, it's not going to eliminate systematic racism because there's obviously always going to be those a holes who mm-hmm. try to take advantage of the system but I guess uh, have a better brighter future if mm-hmm. that makes sense
0: well yeah and this is where you know people have to understand that Racism will never go away. Yeah. You know so never gonna go away. Like as long as you look at someone, like as long as you look at me as a white person, I look at you as a Mexican person, I mm-hmm. look at, you know, other people as black, racism will never go away. And I kinda always had this theory, and I know and I know it sounds crazy and maybe it's just you it's just a high it's just a hypothesis hypothesis, but I feel like if we didn't teach about slavery, I don't think racism would uh, would exist to the extent that it does. Because for some reason, a part of me believes that if we didn't teach how white people mistreated black people mm-hmm. and we taught people instead, hey, they're a different color because just of the melatonin in our skin, exactly. you know, we taught everyone we're all human beings, then I feel like, you know, you, you because when we teach about slavery and we teach, hey, white people treated black people uh, horribly, we somehow get this subconscious thing that when we see a black person we it's like hey we treated them bad in the past you know there's nothing wrong with treating them horribly now like i just i think it creates a subconscious kind of mindset towards minority groups such as black people mm-hmm. Um, But, of course, I mean, I don't. But at the same time, you don't teach people about slavery. You're not teaching about a key, you know, key point in history of uh, of America. So that's why I feel like if I had to choose, yeah, teach people about slavery. But I feel like also how we teach about it um, should be changed to the point to where we don't have that kind of discriminatory uh, mindset as we grow older. Because there are a lot of white people I've said, you know, I've I've heard say the N word with the hard R towards black people. And they learn that history so that's why i'm just kind of like it's it's kind of an iffy scenario but now that we're you know we're on the subject of you know systemic racism and black people and so forth um and you know you said that politics has gotten way too corrupt into societies of helping certain minority groups with it which could lead to potential systemic racism um, I want to hop into the ideologies or, or your view on Trump. So as uh, as I already had mentioned, I am a Trump supporter, I'm more moderate leaning slash conservative and you're a moderate slash leaning liberal. Um, I used to hate Trump. Uh, back in 2016, when I was graduating high school, you know, one the, it, his character is what throws me off. And obviously, I think that's what throws off, you know, 95, 99. percent of people mm. is, for example, the, one, the few things that Trump really pissed me off on in 2016 is when he called Mexicans rapists and criminals, saying that they're bringing over uh, rapists and criminals and crime. And he said, I assume some are good people, but that's what they're bringing over. And then another scenario was when he was mocking, uh, I believe it was a reporter, and he was making like a, you know, a mentally retarded kind of uh, gesture. Um, I didn't really agree with that. And even till this day, thinking back at it, it pisses me off. Um, I, I, I understand that Trump isn't one of those people where... If he sees a pile of dog shit, he's gonna go step in it. Like, he's, he's just gonna go play in it. That's just the type of person he is. He, st- he says dumb shit, he does dumb shit. Um, but what really got me into supporting Trump is BLM. Now, I have best friends that are black, and they, uh, I went to a BLM protest. Now, you would never catch me at a BLM protest, let alone a protest at all. But I, I decided to go just to show support. And I saw the hatred, and I saw the anger in these people towards police officers, and I'm like, you know, I've encountered police officers, and a lot of them are pretty good people, you know? I, I don't think that's just because of the color of my skin. I just, <laughs> based on how I treat police officers and how I've encountered them, they're, they're pretty decent people. Right. Um, so I decided to go do my research, and BLM's narrative, especially if you go on their website, and they took some pages down off their website, but BLM's narrative was, you know, Cops are hunting black people in the streets every single day. You know they wake up thinking, okay, what black person am I going to go kill today? Um, the their narrative was that they're disproportionately killed, or um, they experience police brutality a lot more than white people do. Um, And then I also looked at uh, like some of their other website or some of the other pages on their website, and they're like all about tearing down America's systems, uh, deeming it rootly evil to its core, um, and that America should pay for its, you know, its crimes in the past and so forth and all this bullshit. So I at first I supported BLM and then I went into it. I I went into more depth of what they were about and the leaders of the organization and I did research. And for example, when it came to police brutality, um, I, I looked at the stats and for example, in 2019, 15 unarmed black people were killed. Now let's say all 15 of those were unjustified. 15 out of 30 million black people in America. But BLM's narrative is that they go around hunting black people every single day but only 15 unarmed, right? And again, we'll just assume unarmed is, you know, unjustified. If you're armed, that's a pretty well, you know, big justification that you... You know, you pulled out a knife, you pulled out a gun. That's why you got shot. That's why you got killed. Now, with that being said, I am in no favor of police brutality. I see it on the media. Uh, I think the, the out of the scenarios that the media has used between George Floyd, Jacob Blake, Breonna Taylor, um, and all these other people, I forget. There's two other scenarios that I can name, but I don't know their specific names. I think George Floyd was the biggest, like, actually... George Floyd's case was the most police brutality-like. I look at what happened to George Floyd and I don't agree with that. Okay. What happened to Or Jacob Blake, he deserved. Um, what happened to Breonna Taylor, tragedy I mean absolutely horrible I, I I me personally I think more justice should have been served te- uh, technically speaking um, but I don't know enough about the laws to see why they deemed uh, Brianna's Taylor case the way it, it, the yeah, way it, the turned, way it out. turned out um, I, I believe because I think the police one only one police officer was charged and they were charged only because their bullets went to like another apartment or of
1: course yeah. um,
0: I think he should have gotten more than that I, I thought he should have been charged with like a you know accidental homicide or something like that Um, But again, I don't know enough about the laws to to try to make that argument. But so as I started doing more research on BLM, I started looking at the organizers, right? The, the leaders of this organization. Because when you look at the leaders, you know, you can have people use... My best friend, Stephen. he put it best. He said, people like to m- use certain organizations and certain groups to mask um, their actions. So, like, when I see BLM rioters and looters, at first I thought that's what BLM was all about. And that's why... That was the number one reason why I didn't support them back then. But right. then when he pointed that out, I'm like, okay, there are certain people who do support Black Lives Matter just because they're all for racial equality is about violence and about rioting and looting Um, I have seen some videos where you know there are black people trying to protect businesses right so they lock arms and they keep from rioters and looters from like entering a target or something like that so I've seen the good side of BLM but then I started looking at um, the leaders and there was this one girl and I forget her name I think her name was like Alicia but she openly admitted On video that she was a trained Marxist then from there I was like okay let me look up what a Marxist is well it's another form of communism and when I think of communism I think of one country China and when I think of China I think of a dictatorship a controlling government a big government I've heard you know many things about China for example they have a bunch of Islamic people in concentration camps um, they if there have been people who have been thrown in jail or fined because they wave an American flag as all, I've also heard that if you talk bad about China um, or you don't like your country you're not allowed to attend certain schools you're not allowed to live in certain areas so it is a huge huge dictatorship great right. tourist place I've heard but oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely I- not somewhere where you want to live.
1: And I think um, the good thing about this situation, about her ideology, is that right now we still have the power to, well, as a whole people, we still have the power to say, hey, we're not going to follow her, or people are going to say, oh, we should follow her. So, you know, I think we should look more at the fact that are we going to continue her to let her be our leader, or are we going to question um, the morality of whether we want her to be our leader or not? Because I think that's the, the beauty about the US. You know? mm-hmm. When we don't want someone to be an office anymore, we have the power to vote them out. And I think it should be the same situation with the BLM group. You know, If they don't like her, then they have the power to, um, to I don't wanna say kick her out, but like uh, ask her to lead the group. Because obviously that would be a bad representation of BLM. Um, I, I, obviously, I don't know anything about her. <laughs> um, um, I think it's important when we look at BLM to view it from their perspective. You know, of course, absolutely. You know, I have never um, come across police brutality, but I'm pretty sure a good amount of my friends who mm-hmm. come. From um, you know the ghetto, African Americans, Mexican Americans have probably experienced all that, and I think we have to be more lenient and be more understanding that I haven't gone through it, but they have, and I don't want to say like you said earlier before. You know, there should be no justification of of people rioting, you know, destroying houses, you know, because they're make, they're using BLM as an excuse to do that. Mm-hmm. But we should. Come to an agreement that it happens. You know, people are being killed for unjustified reasons. In my opinion, obviously, um, for yours, you know, you mentioned earlier that if you're trying to kill me, that means you devalue my life. Therefore, I have the right to kill you. Um, my view is that when you're a police officer, you know, you are trained to de-escalate a situation, you know, and if it comes to the point where you Have no other option but to shoot them. You know, it's a hard decision. You know, we we also have to look at the perspective of police officers. It's like, what are they thinking? The pressure they they have.
0: Oh yeah, the adrenaline rush and so so forth. I mean, yeah. Exactly. There was a there was a scenario where um, I think it was like two months ago. I uh, I pulled a gun out on someone. Um, I was on Mm -hmm. the highway, and they I like was just driving, minding my own business, and Mm -hmm. I got hit from behind. And the guy tried to run, like, you know, hit and run. And so I chased him off the highway and he was weaving in through traffic and um, trying to get away from me. He took a left at a left-hand turn lane and he, um, he then hit another car and that person was badly injured. Well, I've taken gun training class, and in the state of Arizona, you know, if someone is using, a, you know, using a car, and they are injuring other people, it is considered an assault weapon. Uh, not yes. like, you know, a fully automatic, but it's considered a weapon of some sort. So, I reached in my glove box, and I got my gun, and I pointed the gun at him, and I told him, get out of the car right now. So, I, I started playing like Officer Coda. So, but I knew the laws, I knew the situation, I, I kept my emotions in check but it, I mean it is I'm, from the minute he hit me to the minute I had him on the ground my, with my gun pointed at him and I was frisking him to see if he was a threat at all if he had any weapons on him um I would have to say it happened in less than 60 seconds so and and the adrenaline's rushing right now like it it was rushing through my whole body you know you got people looking at me in the middle of the street with this gun pointed at some random dude um but like i said i was able to keep calm and you know uh contempt and i frisked up for weapons and once i found out he wasn't a threat i put my gun away um And, you know, I called the police, I let them know, hey, I have a gun, Uh, where do you want me to put it? They said, put it in the trunk of your car, leave it there. I said, okay, that's fine, I go put the the gun away in my trunk, that's fine. But what I've noticed, and this is, you know, this kind of goes back to, you know, the police brutality and BLM, every scenario that the media has used, not one of them has not been a criminal. If you if you think about it, not Mm -hmm. one of them has not had a rap sheet of being a criminal. Now, I'm not saying that since you are a criminal, you deserve to get shot or die or you deserve some form of police brutality, not saying that at all. But in the scenarios that they brought up, for example, George Floyd resisted arrest. Uh, The autopsy showed if you go online, you can see that the autopsy showed that the when the officer had his knee on the neck, even though that is a form of police brutality, that is not what killed him. And the media tried to portray it that that's what killed him. The the officer murdered him. That's Mm -hmm. not true. George Floyd was actually high on, had methamphetamine in his system and was high on fentanyl enough to kill a horse. And a horse is a pretty big, pretty big animal. So fentanyl is actually known to slow down. If I I remember this correctly, it's meant, it's known to slow down your heartbeat and make you relax so much to where it's like a sleeping pill, except it just, it relaxes you so much that you just... You just, your Gosh. heart stops beating. Um, and then there was Brianna Taylor. Now, from what I've read, Breonna Taylor wasn't involved in any drug or um, crimes herself, but she was involved with a boyfriend and an ex-boyfriend who was involved in crime. So she, I'm not saying it's, again, her fault that she was, you know, killed. What I'm trying to explain, though, is that Based on what I've read, she got involved with someone who was, you know, involved in criminal activity, which then put her in that put her in that situation where she was confronted by police officers. And the boyfriend fired first. Therefore, when police officers fire back, I mean, to be honest, I know there's a there's an argument where, you know, people try to say, well. It, there was no knock warrant. They didn't announce themselves. According to certain win- witnesses and so right. forth, they did announce themselves. The boyfriend fired, and the officers fired back. I personally would never shoot at a cop. I I, I just...
1: it's a bad you know. idea in general. And I think um, one of the things that I would say in terms of that, they, they, he fired from his from his house? Or? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. it's,
0: what's weird is he fired immediately when they entered in. When If you think about it, because mm-hmm. he said he didn't hear him. He said he heard something. So why so if I hear something I hear someone's at the door you know uh, that to me tells tells me that okay so you did hear something you're te- you're then claiming that you didn't hear anything and when they when the officers barged in yeah. he fired immediately mm. he was scared so, so he was ready
1: he was scared so, yeah, I, so I would it say he was scared um, it's a it's a hard situation to on um, either side you know you know let's look at it this way you know you know, remember those two, um, the, those two couples that were in their front yard holding their weapons. You yes, know? Yeah. yes, I do. Um, I don't want to use that and compare it to this, but mm-hmm. it's it's one of those situations like, what justifies well, having a uh, gun? Well, yeah,
0: to you know, me, what I,
1: justifies I, pointing someone at something or at someone? You know, mm-hmm. those those that couple was pointing at civilians, which mm-hmm. obviously they didn't have a right to be. in Well, that yeah, area. they trespassed. I mean, it was and, it was private property. And then. But I, I think I it was I, a little too like much. Like I said, I don't want to compare the scenarios, but in this instance, you know, he was in his house. He was, uh, I'm assuming he was trying to defend himself, um, <laughs> if anything. And it's obvious that he was scared, you know, he didn't know what to do.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, if someone barges in my house, yeah, yeah I'm going to shoot. But at the same time, it's like, <clears throat> just the based on the scenario, based on what I read when it comes to the articles, is he fired immediately when they barged in. So, which means he heard someone right, at he was, the door. he was ready. So, yeah, that's the thing, you, he got ready, so he must have heard something, and if the officers, because he's saying the officers didn't announce themselves, but he fired again immediately when the officers barged in, so he must mm-hmm. have heard something at the door to begin with. That's So that's what's kind of confusing me, but again, Breonna Taylor shouldn't have died. I, 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 again, I still believe that uh, Breonna Taylor should have gotten more justice than she was given. Of course, yeah. um, but this is also kind of why I support Trump, because a lot of people claim the big quote, Trump is a racist. Now, I used to believe this again, and then I did more research um, and come to find out when I especially when I talk to a lot of liberals and I talk to a lot of people from the left. Um, they can't claim how Trump's a racist. Like when they when they when I ask them, you know, when they say Trump's a racist and I'm like, OK, can you tell me something? Of course. They, they, they can't. There's there's literally, there's literally nothing they could tell me where Trump is a racist other than, you know, him calling Mexicans and so forth uh, rapists and criminals. Of and course, yeah. when I look at the statistics, though, approximately around 30 to 40 percent of illegal immigrants to do commit crimes when they're mm. coming over here. They, they use. And that's also why, you know, people call Trump a racist or a xenophobe because he wants to build a wall. But there's these people called coyotes, not actual coyotes, but there's people called coyotes who bring children over for sex trafficking. That wall helps prevent that. So the wall does more than just keep people from crossing over Mm -hmm. here illegally, because also you have to understand that um, some of the Democrats, especially AOC, uh, Alexandria Acacios cortez Cortez I forget how to pronounce that, I know I did not say that right, but um, she said that she wants to give illegal immigrants free healthcare. Well, that has to come off of someone's dime, which is American citizens who already pay hard-working taxes. So, and again, this is also why I disagree with the democratic morals. Even though it's morally right, it comes at a cost. And that cost, technically speaking, to be realistic, mm-hmm. is not a cost that a lot of people want to pay. Um, and so when I look at Trump, you know, for example, you know, a lot of people, again, call him racist, but he did prison reform, which actually released like 3,000 people, 91% of which were black, um, from first time drug, non- nonviolent drug charges. You know, Joe Biden, you know, people say, well, Joe Biden's not a racist. Well, and as a matter of fact, he said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I don't know yeah. how much more racist and you can get.
1: Some pretty yeah, messed so, up stuff in the past. You yeah. Know?
0: I mean, both parties. I mean,
1: we could play this oh, yeah. game all day. It's, so this it's is a no win scenario for either side. You know, <laughs> Like I said, Biden would not have been my first choice.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think know. Trump would have been
1: my first choice. Yeah, I, I would have preferred Bernie, but obviously not a lot of um, people from the conservative side like Bernie either. Yeah, I heard he's more communist than Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, that's the argument is that he's more <laughs> communist, but, um, you know, people say that it's more... Because uh, socialism leads to communism, apparently, and um, people like to say it's social, uh, d- democratic socialism... Um, which I, I guess people I guess people from the conservative side Are more, you know, like Oh, what the heck Because, you know, they want to keep their That's why they're called conservative They want to conserve What they've been living their whole life mm-hmm. Um which I forgot what we were talking about No,
0: no, no, that's that's completely Okay, so we are talking about You know, how Trump, you know, considers yeah. Um
1: uh, so, sorry. Go one more
0: time. No, no. So basically, how we uh, trust me? I get like I get like that too. I have ADD yeah. sometimes. So sometimes I'll go on a rampage, and then I'm like, yeah.
1: "Shit, where? What was, where I was, about? <laughs> what
0: was I talking about?" Yeah. Um, but no. But I was just going on like you know why I support Trump on how he, you know he did the prison reform. Um, apparently, Ice Cube approached Trump uh, about a. Uh, deal or not a deal is like a, yeah, it was a like, platinum project or help, something.
1: It's to help um, African American yeah, communities. Yeah, so
0: invest money back into yeah. the African communities, and this is also why I disagree with BLM yeah. because BLM says Black Lives Matter. Right. But where is their money going? Because I've yet to see them give a dime to any of the victims of the police brutality, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake, uh, all these other people. I've yet them to see invest a dime into the poor black, you know, communities. Mm. I've yet to see them, you know, give a dime to poor education. Uh, because in certain cities there like I believe it's like seventy percent of African Americans can't, you know, read or write in fit at uh, fifth or sixth grade level. So I'm just kind of sitting here like you saying you're saying our black lives matter but where's where's your donations where's your money going to helping the black community
1: and i think that's what's great about ice cube you know even though people are calling him a sellout you know at least he's trying to do something you know i think that's what we should be trying to do instead of calling each other out for being associated with that person or that person we should come together and make a solution you know and that's why i came on to this this podcast with you because you know i want your perspective you're going to hear my perspective and we can come up with a solution together. Mm-hmm. I uh, think it, I, and compromise is one of the biggest things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Ice Cube is doing when it comes to going towards and he's not working specifically with Trump is what people don't yeah, understand. Yeah, He's, he's just he's, presenting he's, an idea. Presenting his idea and they agree with him and they're working on mm-hmm. you know spreading out the idea and hopefully money does go towards the African American community and you know Foy Mayweather actually did donate money for George Floyd's um, funeral arrangements see it's stuff like that that we have to focus on it's like if we want to you know put the narrative that mm, that we have to help people you know obviously with socialism democratic socialism you know free healthcare we also have to contribute ourselves so it's more about let's let's talk about it but let's also show action and I think that's what I have a little trouble with the democratic side it's like we're talking a lot, but where is the action? And I think that's also the and problem. And that's what
0: a lot of people don't like Democrats for, is because yeah. Democrats have promised the black, that all minority groups that, hey, we'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. But they've really had nothing to show for it. If you think of the top poor income communities when it comes to the African mm-hmm. communities, a lot of them are in democratic cities. For example, Chicago. China. Chicago has the highest crime rates, the highest uh, poor community rates in the whole entire nation. And it's run by Democrats. It's been run by Democrats for the past, you know, couple to few decades. Right. So, you know, and, and so that's the thing. But I think what we can agree on, morally overall, is the minute you involve politics, into these types of problems is the minute you don't get shit done. Exactly. I feel like it's because politics is involved in this that no wonder why people are not getting the results exactly. that they want. Of course, like to systemic racism, racism in general, equality and uh, income and, right. and certain communities. We because we've evolved politics right. into it. We've involved people's you know ideologies on political views instead of hey let's just fucking be a human being and see how we can provide solutions. I always like to make a joke. You know, for example, I think what happens is, is, if a Republican's nominated for president, only Republicans really benefit. And if a Democrat is, you know, nominated president, then really only Democrats kind of benefit. I always right. like to make a joke to where we should have the, you know, a, a president benefit both sides. For example, if you're a registered Democrat, because most Democrats want their taxes, wants people's taxes raised, if you're a registered Democrat, I believe right. you should have your taxes raised and no one else. That, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. I know that's stupid, but like, it's kind of like, hey, you're, you're getting what you want. You vote for higher taxes, therefore yeah. if you a registered democrat you should have your
1: taxes raised of course because that's what you vote for and you know that's also you know to touch a little bit on the on trump side um that's why that's, uh, that's a little bit of a reason why i don't like him to a sense because i feel like people on the conservative side they're looking on both sides honestly they're looking for a savior you know they're looking for a president that will help them to benefit them but like you said wh- um, why don't we have someone that benefits both parties you mm-hmm. know And this
0: is why, like, independents are known to want to do that. But for some reason, no one likes to vote independent. I don't know why. I don't know if they're considered stupid or not. I
1: think it's more of a fact that, like, their vote, like, in a sense, it doesn't matter because more people are voting for one or the other. And I think that's where education is very important. You know, we need to educate ourselves more. Oh yeah, the education system sucks. Oh yeah, we need to educate ourselves more. That yeah, feels up to me. I'd change it. I'd to change To know it more about politics, exactly. You know, for instance, me and you, like, I didn't know a lot about politics in high school. Mm, neither and, did I. Yeah, and people are like, oh, we should lower the age to sixteen. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, And I'm like, no, dude. No, like, that is a horrible idea. <laughs> fuck, I don't even know who I was at sixteen. Yeah, if if anything, I know this is gonna sound kind of bad. I feel like we should raise it to like maybe nineteen or twenty. Oh, no, 21. Yeah, I agree. 21,
0: yeah. I agree with that. I mean, you are considered, even though legal by adult, you're considered Mm -hmm, by 18 um, to drink and do all that fun stuff. You have to be 21. So, I mean, Yeah. yeah, I think that because if you think about it, you know, even a woman who develops a lot quicker than a man stops developing, stops growing, their brain is fully functional, or not fully, not fully functional, fully developed at 21. Right. So, and that's the thing, and that's why, you know, I look at these high schoolers because I've gotten to a lot of conversations and of a lot of these people that I've gotten to these conversations are anywhere between 16 to 19 years old. And a, a lot of them are liberals, a lot of them are Democrats. And when I talk to them, and this is no offense to Democrats or liberals out there, because I'm sure there's some intelligent people out there who are Democratic, but they're the biggest fucking idiots I've ever met in my entire life, because they know nothing. And this is what irritates me, is I knew nothing of politics, right, when I first got into it this year. And... My friends who were black, you know, they were telling me, hey, you should, you know, do more research to understand both sides. Well, the more I did research, the more I started to figure out I was they were more wrong than they thought they were. And that's where I was kind of like, "Okay, you guys told me to do more research and I have and I'm proving my point even more. Now, don't get me wrong. Like you said, they have their own personal experiences. I get that. And I'm not I'm not saying that we should disregard their own personal experiences, but. Again, I'm a realist, and you have to accept the reality that racism will never go away. Yeah, you know, my buddy, uh, well, he's my ex-friend now, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, he unadded me on social media, but we're, we're civil. So mm-hmm. my civil friend, Jordan, you know, he always brings up the fact that since I'm white, I'll never understand. To me, if you're going to judge my perspective and my opinion based on the lack of color of my skin, I think that's racist. That I will never look at you and judge your opinion because
1: you're black. Maybe because you grew up in a... A white environment, per Mm -hmm. se, quote unquote white. Um, You know, I think you have a different cultural perspective than, let's say, an African African American or a Mexican American. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people should look at it rather of a cultural perspective instead of a color perspective. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not not, not a race issue; it's 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 a culture issue. It's not the color; it's the perspective and the and the cultural. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. I I agree with that one hundred percent. Unfortunately, there's still some white people that look at it as color, and unfortunately, they make you know white people look bad, mm-hmm. which sucks. And I'm gonna be honest, there's there's ra- there's racist people on the, um, Mexicans are racist, special Mexicans in, especially here in the U S are kind of racist towards, um, African Americans. I'm not gonna lie, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um. And, but when I go to Mexico, you know, no one's racist towards anybody, you know. I think it's more of a race thing in the U.S. than it is outside the countries. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, when we look back at history, you know, there was slavery, there was the segregation era. And thank, thank goodness that we don't have that anymore. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm, yeah, I think it's a root of, yeah, that, that and, to me
1: is evil. Yeah, and I'm not saying let's move past it, you know, let's not forget about it but let's work together to understand and live together in harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we all have different cultures. So we're going to think differently.
0: And, and that's the thing. is that, And that's that's and this is why I love America, and this is why I don't understand why people hate America so much, is because America well, yeah. was built off of the idea of different ideas. We, exactly. we thrived off of different preferences because we came from all over the world. I mean, literally, you know, America says, you know, are people say that America is the root of all evil and that America is systemically racist, but we take in half of the world's immigrants every single year. Every mm. single year. I mean, if America was so systemically racist and so hateful towards other people other than being white, then why is it that so many people try to crawl into this country? That, that's what confuses a, me. You know, like, and what gets me the most is people will sit there and be like, you know, I hate America, but they won't leave. I'm that type of person, like, I grew up, like, if you didn't like a show, you switched the channel. If you didn't like where you live, you moved. If you didn't like a relationship, you broke up with them. them. So how is it that if you don't like your country, you're still willing to stay? Not hating America and deciding to stay here is like hating your parents and still deciding to live in
1: their house. And what sucks is that I don't think a lot of people realize how lucky we are. Like, we have a lot of... Yeah, and we're
0: very privileged, we're, we're privileged American privilege, exactly. easy, you know, and that's the thing. People need to go to other countries just to see what yeah. it's like, and then come back for here instance, and tell me if I've been in
1: Mexico, I've gone to Europe, I've gone. Um, oh, lucky you! To the, to the <laughs> and, and I am lucky because because I live here, I was able to go to those places, mm-hmm. you know, because the opportunities I have here in the U.S. and unfortunately in other countries. I'll use it, Mexico for example, you know, if you think the U.S. is corrupt. Go to Mexico. It's way more corrupt there. Basically, the cartel runs the government. It's you know. Yes, of course we have our problems and we have our corruption here in the U.S. Absolutely, but we're trust, humans. <laughs> trust me, it is not as bad as Mexico or China or. Um, I don't don't know any other country that I can think of, you know, those are the... the, Well,
0: that you've been to that you know of
1: really well. Yeah, no, I... Central America, you know, Central America definitely has a lot of And that statement
0: is huge because I think people need to understand that. Like, yes, America is not perfect. Nowhere are we saying we are. Nowhere are we saying that we always lived up to our expectations of the Constitution because, again, we have slavery, we have Jim Crow laws, but it's the ideology of America that has allowed us to get to where we thought we could Mm -hmm. get to or we think where we can get to when it comes to equality. An exception, you know. Like I dare you, I dare you to go be a transgender somewhere else. Oh yeah. Go, just try. Just see, see what happens. It sucks. You know? <laughs> see what
1: happens. Like, in, like, I'm I'm referring to Mexico the most because you know that's where I've gone the most. You know, um, people make fun of transgender people over there. One, not because they they're assholes or they're like transphobic, it's just they don't understand mm-hmm. um, the cultural aspect of what it is to be transgender. And that's what people have to understand. You know, when you're going outside of the country, not everyone knows what transgender is. Mm -hmm. And it's not their fault. It's just they grew up in a different country with different traditions. And... You know, you can't expect everyone to know everything.
0: Yeah, no, and I I completely get that. And, like, you know, for example, you know, the black people who believe in, you know, they hate America and they believe it's systemically racist. It's like, you can go to Africa. They still hold slave trades till this day. There's actually more slaves in the world now than there was when slavery was existing back in the 1800s. So, you know,
1: that's what people don't understand. And And yeah, it sucks because, like I said, let's not like forget about our past. Oh no, what, absolutely. what the US did. We learn from it. We have to learn from it. We have to work together to 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 understand each other, to live in harmony, you know. Um, if we keep thinking about the past too much, it's kind of a bad thing. It's like if we reminisce too much about a girl, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's we're over obsessing over it. Yeah, but I've been there done that. Yeah. And <laughs> I I don't wanna compare that situation with slavery, but if we reminisce too much on slavery and look too much to the past it could affect us as a people today. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we have to work on. We have to work on building ourselves towards the future because ultimately, our generation especially, we are the future. We're going to, we're the building blocks of what the U.S. is going to be in like 20, 30 years from now. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think more conversations like this is yeah. what's going to get, you know, like I said, I don't believe politics should divide us. I think politics is the one of the key factors to actually unify us. Yeah. But... You know, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, time will only tell, and especially with this election around the corner. I mean, either way, no matter who wins, uh, these next four years are going to definitely be divisive. Um, and, you know, I think we as humans, you know, the one thing I do have faith in when it comes to humanity is, you know, we've always been able to bounce back. Uh-huh. Um, you know, one thing that when I worked at Discover, there was this guy who said to me, you know, human life goes in a con- constant cycle every day. He says, um, he says, strong people create good times, good times then create Stronger. weak people yeah. and then weak people and create bad times bad times that create strong people and strong people create good times and it's just a cycle over and over and over again right now I think we are in uh, a society of weak people that is now creating bad times Um, if I look at my society and people can get mad at this all they want but we are weak as fuck we are mentally weak we are soft Um, literally in today's society you can fucking walk up someone and poke them and they'll want to fight you like that's just that's how mentally soft people are I just it's just absolutely insane we get offended over the littlest things, um, and luckily I had a family you know that taught me, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words yeah. will never hurt me. Um, you can call me whatever you want, uh, I, I choose not to get offended right. by that. It'll hurt, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't control my emotions, but I can right. control how I respond,
1: exactly. Um, and that's how I grew up, too. You know, I was raised to be more humble. And you know, if someone says something to me, like, let's say for some odd reason you just call me an asshole, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's okay. You know, that if that's what you think of me, that's fine. And I think that's what we ought to teach, especially people who are younger than us. We have to teach, you know, hey, the world's not a nice place. You know, people are going to say bad stuff to you. People are going to disagree with you. You're going to get your feelings hurt a lot more than you did here in high school. <laughs> Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. Like if you think high school was bad, imagine five years from now. And, you know... I feel like, you know, me and you, that's something we could possibly teach people younger than us, that we have to be prepared for that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And we have have to humble ourselves to the point where it's like, let's not get upset. Let's just, you know, you know, process what one person said to me. and.
0: And that's the thing, like, you know, and I've realized, you know, and people who are listening to this podcast, you know. You need to understand that you'll you'll never be judged by someone doing more than you, only by someone doing less than you. Um, and you know, and anyone who sits there and judges me and hates me because I'm a Trump supporter or because I'm a realist and I show no morals or anything along those lines, um, they don't know me. They've never had a conversation with me. They've never sat down with me and picked up my brain. So that's why I don't care. Um, because the person person judging me is just as imperfect as I am. So uh, you know, I think that's something all of us need to understand. Like you said, if we can teach younger generations to understand that you know, life fucking sucks and guess what? What makes it even worse is life doesn't give a shit, you know? So, and it's going to constantly beat you down and it's going to constantly, you know, it's going to hurt, but, you know, we can learn together um, and we can grow together as one. Um, I'm a huge advocate on that. Like I said, I believe human beings can change. We can bounce back. Uh, 2020 has definitely been quite a year tough year uh but you know we will definitely go ahead and see what 21 2021 brings us um and you know just let life take us day by day but with that being said thank you so much Rodrigo for being thank on this podcast guys if you guys like this podcast um please go ahead and uh, subscribe send me a testimonial do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do until then stay tuned for the next episode we'll see you next time let's go get your grade on